Welcome to Wild Health Podcast. My name is Jeremy Nimps and I'm the editor of Wild Health and the Medical Republic. Today we're talking with subject matter expert Peter Weston from Ireland about how a hospital can access its current imaging system and the return on investment for a hospital and patient care in developing an enterprise-wide imaging solution. In today's hospital environment, medical images of the patient are captured at all corners of the hospital, not just in radiology and cardiology. This includes speciality departments such as dermatology and ophthalmology in surgical theatres, and even can include clinician photos on their smartphones in the emergency department. But crucial images are often trapped in departmental silos that aren't easily or consistently connected to a core clinical system. As a result, they aren't often considered by physicians or imaging specialists during patient assessments, and this can seriously impact the care and quality that they're providing. It can also drive up expenses for a hospital as it results in a lot of duplication of unnecessary systems. Peter, can you give us a quick intro to enterprise imaging and a, and a bit of a 101 in terminology terms to get us going? Sure. Thank you, Jeremy. Enterprise imaging, in my view, is the ability to bring images from any source or any capture device into a management platform that also enables visualization of that imaging across the enterprise, integrated often with an electronic medical record to provide seamless access to the full patient's history, patient story, particularly where it pertains to medical images. So in my view, there are the traditional departments that um, deal with medical images, which are in the radiology x-ray type format, which is known as DICOM. And those departments of cardiology and radiology that you alluded to earlier in your introduction are you know, typically dealing mostly only with DICOM medical imaging. And then there are the other areas, the other specialty areas that may include some DICOM imaging, but like a point of care ultrasound on wards and in emergency departments, but also may deal with a lot of non-DICOM medical imaging, the type of imaging, as you rightly mentioned, is captured from mobile devices, captured from cameras, scope devices, and other sources. So there's enterprise imaging really in our view is all of the imaging across all of the departments brought together to be enabling the clinicians to have access to that data, whether it's DICOM or non-DICOM. Uh, Peter, you've described the capture of the images, but what problems are there with the subsequent management and storage of that imaging? So with regards to the management and storage, there's a few issues um, that exist in the marketplace today. Most organisations have solutions from typically from medical imaging providers in the radiology or the cardiology space, and their archives are typically a, a DICOM bucket, if you like. Whereas the enterprise imaging, a vast majority of the medical imaging coming from other devices are not DICOM, as I mentioned earlier. So consequently, you don't necessarily want to DICOMize those medical images. Um, that causes a lot of issues longer term, particularly from a point of view of getting the images out of that archive. So you really do need a truly neutral platform of medical imaging management that can store both DICOM and non-DICOM images in the format that they're captured, which also means that as an organization, you know that if you ever want to divorce yourself from that provider, moving away is not going to 
be as painful as it is if it's a more proprietary based DICOM bucket. That's probably one of the, the biggest issues faced in the, in the world today. So it's a vendor neutral archive. Yeah, we, we tend to move away from the, the VNA anal- uh, you know, acronym these days and talk more about enterprise image management because the solutions that we provide are not just focused on archiving data that is dual neutral in its origin, but managing that data, the long-term lifecycle management, the visualisation element, the integration with the electronic medical record and ability to receive the captured data from from any source. And so these are products that exist and have been well-developed and are rolled out specifically for for this job? I think the key points there are for customers need to look at what was the development of the solution? Was it developed for radiology and cardiology or was it developed for an enterprise image management? And if it's developed for radiology, then you need to drill down into is the solution capable and truly the right fit for storing of enterprise medical imaging? So, so most will be developed for radiology. What, where do you go from there? Um, you know, your radiology department may still want to leverage that technology for the diagnostic front end for their radiologists, which is perfectly fine. And you can move to a situation where the actual image management is at a layer um, either in front of or behind the traditional packs so that uh, all the, the source of truth becomes the vendor neutral archive, the enterprise image management layer. Yeah, so it's not, it's not something that's going to interrupt or disturb um, incumbent systems that badly. No, it doesn't. The solution can readily, I mean, it's designed to, to work in synchronicity with other archives that it might be in departments. You may want to move all the medical imaging through to your enterprise image management platform, Um, but depending on where you're at in in your life cycle of your solution, you may want to maintain some imaging in in a departmental environment, but still enterprise image enable the accessibility to it. And a typical hospital in Australia these days might, your average hospital won't have enterprise imaging, they'll have an old imaging system with a PACS type setup where radiology and cardiology is mainly captured? That's correct. So typically most departments have, most hospital groups now have a radiology PACS and a cardiology PACS system. And it's true that the images from those systems might be available across the enterprise. That doesn't mean that the enterprise imaging is managed. So typically the images from, you know, any of those other devices, those non-DICOM devices and the DICOM that's captured elsewhere outside of radiology, such as point of care ultrasound in wards or in emergency departments, those images are typically not brought into an enterprise imaging solution and they're only viewed one time and they're not available for follow-up. So how well do you think most hospital managers would be across the idea that enterprise imaging of this nature um, and access to far more powerful centralised database of images could be made available to their clinicians. How, how many hospital managers do you think are aware of that this is something that they can move towards if they want to move towards it? I think most hospital managers, whether you're a CIO or a CMO um, or 
you know, in the project world, in, in management, health, health mathematician, I think they're typically aware now that imaging is prolific across all ologies. And that what they may not be aware of is that there are other tools now available to enable a seamless workflow in the capture of that image or imaging to be able to bring that imaging in as part of the patient record. That's where that level of knowledge might not quite be as prevalent as you might think. So in, and in your experience, who do you think within the hospital environment, who are the major um, champions of, of trying to move to a more enterprise sol- solution for images, given that it's obviously another thing they have to take account of in all the complexity they're dealing with? Yeah, the clinicians, I think, are the champions for... Um, they know what they don't have. They know that they might have to log into multiple different systems to access images from different departments. They know that they don't have imaging from all departments available to them, and that's a deficit in regards to the total picture for, for a patient. And I think that the, the clinicians are voicing these concerns to the um, executive within hospital enterprises and healthcare services providers at, at the enterprise level, at the executive level. So what risk might those at the executive level be taking by not moving in some way to some form of enterprise imaging in the near future? Well, there's a number of risks. First of all, there's the risk that the patient may be imaged again. Um, So there may be risks in regards to extra cost in terms of imaging, whether it's ultrasound imaging, um, whether it's radiology imaging, you know, there might be times when patients, particularly if they move between hospitals, if they don't have the full picture right across an enterprise, then the patient may may receive additional radiation dose if they're not, if they have to have a duplication of image undertaken. The real risk though, I think the biggest risk is the fact that the clinicians don't have the full story. Let's just say that a patient has quite severely broken their arm and in that breakage there was trauma that people might have taken photographs of in emergency department. Images are taken, obviously, through the, the, the arm is x-rayed or maybe CT scanned as well. And then ultimately, the orthopedic surgeons set the fracture and uh, the patient might be put in a cast. What's not available to everybody, perhaps, is the photograph of the trauma before the cast went on. And so the knowledge of the severity of that wound that's now under a cast may not actually be, you know, a picture gives a thousand words, right? So clearly there would be clinical write-up that there was, there was a wound and it might be stitched even, but the severity of that wound might not be fully understood and therefore might not be monitored appropriately, given that there's, it's now invisible to the clinicians who are looking at um, and following up with that, with that patient. Is there much evidence or research base for hospital managers to look at to see what the what introducing a enterprise wide system might do in terms of one patient safety and two return on investment yeah the return on Im- the investment is at a number of levels one it's that the clinician now has the full picture and the ability to share that externally outside of the enterprise as well so that that picture can stay with the patient record long term um, i think that's probably the biggest roi is that the complete story that that medical imaging plays is now available to the clinicians. So the 
the risk is that of the ROI is that the clinicians are now able to provide the best possible care because they have literally they have the full picture. Um, today, in most cases, they don't have. From a point of view of an ROI in terms of the return on investment with implementing an enterprise imaging solution, obviously there is a cost to implement a strategy that enables medical imaging to be brought in to an image management platform. However, the cost of not doing so, I think, is far outweighed by the fact that um, the patient's care is, is reduced without it. So Highland's a big global group, uh, big installations in the US and um, UK. Is there anything unique that you see in Australian hospitals around the pattern of adoption of enterprise imaging compared to overseas? And is there anything overseas you think, any um, examples overseas or, or um, regions overseas that um, Australia might look to in order to help them understand the problem better? Look, interestingly, this is quite a global, we're at a global um, point of change where I don't think I can point you to any specific geography where there are streets ahead of Australia. I mean, we're quite an advanced um, healthcare provider. We want to be leading and enterprise imaging is, is now understood, I believe, and there is a lot of interest in bringing in images from, from various different departments other than just from radiology and, and cardiology, which, which of course, predominantly still operate independently. So, you know, cardiology PAC systems are siloed from radiology PAC systems in most environments, it, from different vendors with different viewers, and maybe they're integrated with an EMR if, if the hospital facility has them. Of course, we've got the private healthcare environment where they don't undertake radiology, and the radiology is outsource to the private corporate groups, radiology groups. And in that situation, hospitals are reliant on the external providers to provide them with a viewer to access radiology. And then, of course, they might have cardiology, which can include angiography imaging within the hospital. And of course, being in the private hospital sector, the physicians, the specialists are not directly employed by the hospitals. So that in itself is makes it difficult for the hospital groups to be able to uh, enable enterprise imaging. But those who start down the path of bringing in a platform that allows them to bring the medical imaging from external prov providers into their own environment, and then they can bring in images from all other ologies as well, they end up then having a single entry point for the clinicians to access all of the medical imaging, regardless of whether it was outsourced to a radiology group or whether it's the cardiology imaging done internally or the other types of medical imaging, they now have a platform to, to enable that. And we have some customers in Australia that are doing that today. And we have some customers who want to do it. You know, remembering that pathology is another area where there is a lot of digital pathology happening now. And uh, managing all of that images is a significant issue in terms of the size of those images. Um, digital is going everywhere in imaging and the ability to have access to it is what people want and what the clinicians want and ultimately what the patients expect. Mm. I think about some, somewhere like New South Wales, which is going for a single patient record and, and trying to do a lot of 
um, interconnection of data. Yep. If you think about an image-enabled EMR and and um, versus something like an entire hospital or a series of hospitals in the case of, say, Health New South Wales, are we going to be looking eventually at a platform, you know, statewide platforms or regional hospital system platforms for this? It's very interesting, isn't it, Jeremy, that, you know, we have completely different views depending on which state you're in. Yeah. yeah. Some states go with a statewide approach and some states have a very much a federated based on the local health um, districts or the local health areas that they have based on geographies typically. So um, realistically, it doesn't matter whether you have a statewide approach or a local area health approach as long as there are platforms in place that talk standards of interoperability of which I could rattle off a whole list of standards, but the main point is that we adhere to um, the IHE standards and, and profiles. And it really doesn't matter where the images are located, as long as there's the platforms cater for the ability to share and, and enable accessibility um, to those images, which can be readily done these days, leveraging standards-based tools and web-based accessibility and you know, streaming of, of medical imaging to a browser on a phone, on a tablet, on a radiologist workstation or on a desktop computer, you know, within a department. If we take just the public hospital system, how many, on a percentage basis, how many public hospitals do you think are embarking on this journey or thinking about embarking on this journey in percentage terms, as a guess? Most of the states have or are pursuing a strategy of for, for radiology. They're still focused on radiology as the primary holder of the budget, if you want. And the reality is that that's true, that radiology does drive a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of the expensive image capture, right? Because they, you know, they have million dollar CT scanners and MRI scanners and they have departments that are dedicated just to capturing images of the patient. Yet now there are so many other departments that are also capturing images of the patient and then enabling that imaging to be available is really what's key. And so I think the thing is that we need a bit of a shift in focus away just, just from being too focused on radiology to being focused on enterprise imaging. I don't want to nail you to the wall, Peter, but the question, again, do you th in terms of enterprise imaging, yep, we can see radiology is in the centre of most people's focus. Yep. How many do you think are thinking wider at the moment or working wider? Thinking, or, thinking of or working wider already? In the public sector, very limited. Um, you know, there's, there's a little bit of point-of-care ultrasound interest to bring in the ultrasound that's actually on wards and in emergency departments. There's a little bit of that. There's a lot of, I think, misinformation in the market about how to do that well or a lack of understanding of how to do that well. Mm. It's, but it's, there's obvious complexity because it's you're tying everything into an EMR and then you've, you've got vendor-neutral data archives. I can imagine people being confused. Can you outline for someone who's thinking about it what the typical components of more enterprise-wide imaging might be if you you know the full range of things that you would be considering 
The biggest thing is enabling a workflow that is a non-radiology workflow for capturing the medical imaging. Because radiology departments have a very well-tested and proven workflow. And it's driven, typically, it might be driven by the PACS or it might be driven by, by the radiology information system. You know, patient presents to the department after they, they were already scheduled, for example. They present. They are then taken by the radiographer. The images are captured. Depending on, on the type of imaging, it might go on a priority list for the radiologist to report. It's then reported. It's then written up and, and validated and, and uh, sent out. At the same time, the patient might be billed or, or Medicare might be billed, et cetera. It's a very well-known workflow. But outside of radiology, where it's encounter-based, there's no order. You know, the images just have to be captured. We need, we're in emergency department, we immediately need to capture uh, an ultrasound. Or we want to take a, a photograph of the wound. How do you enable those images to be captured that weren't ordered, but to be captured and, and attached to the patient medical record. The way to do that is to have a, a, a workflow, a work list that can talk to the patient administration system or the electronic medical record system, or indeed a, a, a departmental clinical information system that can enable the patient to name and the demographics of the patient to be readily uh, assigned to the image very simply and easily on the device, the caption device that the clinician is using. That might be a mobile phone. That might be just using the ultrasound itself. That might be a, a camera connected to a, to a laptop or a PC. Yeah, and is what you're talking about there is a vendor-neutral archive that you're going to talk to and relate between the systems? So that I'm talking specifically at the moment just about the capture process. Yep the ability to assign the patient demographic information to that image and then it can go through to an archive which really shouldn't be seen just as an archive it should be seen as a management platform for enabling that medical imaging to be um, not only managed from a storage point of view long term but also to be managed from point of view of who needs to see it when and how um, and doesn't need to be moved to a third-party system that runs only on a workstation. Therefore, you know you need to do some further post-processing on that image, or does it need to be uh, just made available in an enterprise web-based viewer um, that's integrated within, for example, an electronic medical record? So there's the capture process, there's the management process, and there's the visualization element. Peter, it's um, it's a fascinating area. It's complex and um, obviously emerging, so we'll be coming back to it in time. Thank you for taking the time. If anyone listening has questions, they can reach Peter at Highland at peter.weston, W-S-E-S-T-O-N at highland.com, or you can email me, Jeremy Nibs at jeremy at medicalrepublic.com.au. Until next time, thanks very much for joining us on Wild Health Podcast, Peter. If you've enjoyed this Wild Health Podcast, there's a lot more on our website at wildhealth.net.au and lots of views and analysis on digital health as well. Thanks to our parent publication, The Medical Republic, to Peter Birch and Talking Health Tech, to our producer, Talia Mayer of Witz Cats, and to our principal sponsor, Telstra Health. See you next time.